For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are talking about all things Hollywood. We'd have, we've had a hell of a week in Hollywood. We're going to talk a little bit about that. I do want to give a quick, quick shout out and say thank you to Scott Haskin for that fantastic music. And I want to welcome to the show my fabulous co-host, Paul Michael Boland. G'day, Paul. Oh, of course, the sneeze would come on when I have to say hello. Hello. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. You're good. You're good. It's, it's good timing. At least I, I interrupted you. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm a little. I've I've had an interesting look at uh, Hollywood this week. Half half of Hollywood's uh, acting like morons, but that's that's pretty normal. Um, Chris that's Pratt a, got a, yeah, a, a that's star. A, that's actually a pretty good number. That's yeah. <laughs> half half is better than normal. Um, Chris Pratt got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Good. Good for him. Uh, I well, like Chris Pratt. Good for him. <laughs> no, you got to remember. For me, for me, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's really important because you know we have uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, which I encourage everyone to see. Because let's face it, it's Paramount, and I'm biased. Coming out, so I'm excited to see it, and I think he deserves it. He's done a lot. He's he has actually been in the industry a long time, but he's just gotten really big in the last few years. Yeah, and a friend of mine uh, was an extra on the show Parks and Rec, and Chris Pratt turned him into a reoccurring character on the show. Wait, repeat that? So a friend of mine uh, was an, uh, a background actor on Parks and yeah. Rec, and Chris Pratt turned him into a, a supporting character on the show. That so, doesn't surprise and- me at, at all. Chris Pratt is... Of all the guys in Hollywood, you'll hear me talk about what assholes uh, half of Hollywood are. You know, Mm -hmm. most of the assholes are my friends. But Chris Mm -hmm. Pratt is one of the nicest guys in Hollywood. Um, I know a director made a comment once that he he couldn't work with Chris. And the entire consensus from the entire community was the same. If there's a problem with you and Chris Pratt, there's something wrong with you. Because he gets Mm -hmm. along with everybody. I've never heard... You know, of him having a problem with anyone. I know um, I get my hair done over at Adrian and Claire Hair Studios in Palm Springs, California, and he deals with a lot of celebrities as well. You know, he deals with uh, Chris Jenner, who's one of my favorite people, and I'm going to quote her here on Chris Pratt and say, he's the nicest guy in Hollywood. Even Kanye likes him. And one of the most uh, nicest underrated actor, my friend Andy Forrest, uh, was uh, reoccurring on the uh, Parks and Rec for couple of years and he he speaks very glowingly of chris pratt 
that, and my I've friends are a very good judge of character. I, I'd, I'd agree with you on that. I've just never met anyone that didn't like Chris Pratt. It's as funny as it sounds. You've always got those asshole stories in Hollywood, and you can't – Anna Faris and Chris Pratt, not only as a couple but as people, nobody can say anything nasty about either one of them. At least – at least me, not – and knowing People Hollywood, tried. they're looking. <laughs> yeah, they're everyone's looking. looking. Everyone's, everyone's looking. looking. They're they're um, waiting for the police to find him in a you know in a in a rundown motel with a hook, with a dead hooker and an eight ball. But no, it's not going to happen. No, and he's got a great relationship with Anna Faris, and that's very rare as well. He and Hugh Jackman are like the only two faithful guys in Hollywood, and damn you, Hugh Jackman, for that, by the way. But they are, <laughs> they are the only two, not the only two, but. It's very rare. They're very glowing examples of that. It can happen and it can work. Exactly. And it's so far and few between. I mean, she got with him. She was a huge star and he wasn't. It was after, you know, the scary movie series and she'd done House Bunny and she'd gotten fairly big as a comedian and started doing these uh, mainstream films. And Chris Pratt was a no-name actor when they got married. And now it's kind of reversed and all these women are coming after him and listening to him talk about it is really funny because he just doesn't. He doesn't understand it, and he said, "Why, you know, why, why would I even consider it with, you know, a woman who who supported me when she was a rock star and I was a hobo?" Mm. Yeah, it worked. I know they're they're the only non bastards in Hollywood. But speaking of Hollywood bastards, everyone knows about the Joan Crawford Betty Davis feud, right? Mm. A bit, yeah. A little bit, yeah. That that is, uh, I mean, that makes the the whole um, Trump Rosie O'Donnell thing look <laughs> look golden. I mean, really, that was the original Hollywood feud, not the only Hollywood feud, but the original uh, big Hollywood feud. And it was really Joan Crawford, you know, was getting older. Betty Davis tortured her, vice versa. I mean, it was really, really terrible. Um, and now it's been made into a show. I haven't seen it. Have have you heard anything about it? Uh, well, I've heard good things. I heard the acting on it is superb. Uh, I have I have to. We'll, we'll have to watch it. <laughs> we'll have to I watch it. I have another it. friend whose uh, mother was friends with Betty Davis, uh, and he always and he knew her when he was a younger man. Man, uh, and he always referred to you know it's like Aunt Bet. I've and heard he also is a pretty good judge of character because he can be a little bitchy. Yeah. I've I've heard wonderful things about the show, um, but I think their feud really will go down in history as a flaming Hollywood disaster. <laughs> I mean, it it really. What's a what's a nice way of saying I it make it makes the models when I was modeling. I mean, girls will put thumbtacks in my shoes trying to get me not to walk so they could take my place. I've had parts in movies where girl I had someone um, sneak bad tuna into my tuna fish trying to get me sick, and I just vomited and did my takes in between. But people do things trying to get these roles and trying to get people out and I've never seen anything this horrible and let's face it I was a model so I've seen bitchy at its worst mm, yeah. yeah I've worked around and you know models and uh, actors and actresses and, and mattresses those are my uh, favorites mattresses, yes. for those that don't know a mattress is a model slash actress uh, but most of them spend most of their time on their back so I think that's a uh, trying to get roles a very good um, 
very good name for him. But yeah, I, it's it's really, really interesting. You hear about these feuds in Hollywood, but you've never seen one. I mean, it ended up hospitalizing uh, Joan Crawford and costing her her job. Oh, which one? Uh, Yeah, the one, the the film, she was supposed to do it with Betty Davis, then the woman that played Melanie from Gone with the Wind was a friend of Bette Davis's, got brought in and took over the role. Yeah, because they did one movie together, and then there was, they were supposed to do another movie together, and then Joan Crawford. Well, she was fired. fired. She was fired, and that's what caused it. And it's really interesting to me that that happened. Yeah, you know, it's just an ego-waving thing, you know. I, I, I don't get it. I understand the Hollywood feuds and I understand the drama, especially in the Twitter age. But you look at some of these actors and actresses that work together. Uh, one of the saddest things I heard was Betty White recently talking about The Golden Girls, which is making a huge resurgence. They're actually talking about making a remake of The Golden Girls, which I think is dumb as fuck. That's that's the only way I can put it. Excuse my language, everyone out there in uh, Radio Land, but there's no FCC listening to me here, so I'm, I'm saying that. That is dumb as fuck. You can't remake The Golden Girls. Would they get... I have no freaking idea, but they're probably yeah. going to screw... Yeah, I, just just don't, guys. You can only catch that lightning once. Yeah. Three um, of them are saw, currently unavailable, so, you know. That's it, that's it. Well, it would be a, it was a remake, and the saddest thing was, Estelle Getty was actually the youngest, and she was the first to go. Um, then we lost uh, B. Arthur, then we lost Rue McClanahan. And Betty White was doing an interview, and it really broke my heart. She said, we were together for a decade, working together. She said, Rue and I were friends even before the show. Um, Betty White was actually originally cast to play uh, Blanche. Rue. Yeah, Rue, she was Rue and Rue McClanahan was supposed to play Rose. And they switched. They didn't have the permission to switch. They said they wanted to. Um, the studio wasn't going for it. Nobody wanted them to switch. They switched anyway. And I think it was fantastic because, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, Betty White had always kind of played the oversexed characters. And Rue McClanahan had always played the shy, sweet, you know, little country girl. Hence, Rose was written as a shy, sweet little country girl for Rue McClanahan's Southern Roots. Um, but they ended up switching switching these characters, and I think it just brought it together. These women were friends for so many years, um, and Betty White described it as being on the phone with her friends during the filming and after the filming every day. And she said, and as time went on, there were less and less people involved in these phone calls and lunches, and she said, and then they all left me behind. And and it just it made me want to cry. Yeah, I forgot. Was it Betty White and Rue McClanahan? Or were they the ones on the uh, spinoff? It was. It was. It was Betty White, Rue McClanahan. The Golden Pardon? Palace. I think it was the Golden Palace. I, I the, don't remember. Yeah, I know it was Betty White and Cheech Marin. Uh, yeah. Well, Betty White's phenomenal. She just did something with. Uh, uh, Retha Gray called off their rockers and it's a really good show but it's again trying to recapture the Golden Girls and I just don't think you can so I don't think this is something they should venture into I think it's going to piss people off and there's been a feud between uh, her and Cloris Leachman uh, but apparently that's kind of gone away it has she said she's gotten yeah. too old to to do anything 
Um, I think the saddest thing I ever heard was Betty White was on uh, the Actors Studio, mm-hmm. and they and he said, "What do you want to see? When, what do you want to hear from God when when you pass? When you get there?" And she said, "The only thing I want to hear is Hello, Betty. Alan's waiting for you." And she says yeah. she hasn't dated since her husband died in 1981. There are plenty of willing guys. I mean, I know guys who, you know, my age are willing to date her at this point. I would date Betty White. Are you kidding me? I'm straight. And I would date Betty White. I was always more of a B. Arthur guy, but, you know, that's, that, I, I don't know what that's about them. me. But, yeah. You gotta love them. And I think that reaching out and trying to redo the Golden Girls is a mistake. I mean, it's bad enough. I'm actually more incensed by this than the whole Gone with the Wind thing. Because Gone with the Wind thing, I'm like, all right, you're trying to capture a new generation, you're going to fail. I just think they should remaster and re-release. It was already done right, don't do it again. I feel the same way about the Golden Girls. They had such a phenomenal chemistry. Um, but, I, but I also... <laughs> You can't recast it. Nobody's going to do as well. And more than that, if you tried to do it, you couldn't bring back the same characters. It would have to be different people. You could do something inspired mm-hmm. by, but Betty White just did that with Off Their Rockers. Check it out, guys, if you get a chance. Um, it is very, very good. But I don't know. I, th- I think I find it it's, – it's a little almost sacrilegious to me and insulting to, to try and redo the Golden Girls. It was so iconic and such a, a I, I, I can't even explain it. And I'm getting my phone buzzed on Twitter. So people agree that we should redo it. That's what Hollywood does. If it was successful once, they want to try it again. This is not going to be successful a second time. I'm sorry. You, you mm. cannot, you're not going to capture that lightning in a bottle twice. And, Everyone is so, you know, they had the resurgence. They got Betty White on SNL. That was a big push right before Rue McClanahan died. There was actually a huge push to get Rue McClanahan on SNL after Betty White had done it. And then, unfortunately, um, she passed before she could. Yeah, but the reality... Adam, there was an Adam Sandler produced movie called Grandma's Boy a few years ago, uh, mm-hmm. about 10 years ago. Oh, and it featured uh, Doris Roberts, uh, you know, the mom from uh, Everybody Loves Brickman, and yes. uh, Shirley Jones from the, uh, from the Partridge family. That worked. Yes. Worked. Uh, but just, yeah, finding, uh, you know, like, you know, and I'm probably going to get shit for this, but, uh, you know, find four really funny old, let's put them in room together and see what happens. I think it would have to be done differently. You couldn't do a remake. You could do something similar, but you simply could not do a remake unless it was based around one of their daughters or something like that now. Their daughters have moved in with their friends or one Mm -hmm. of their sons, but you simply couldn't do a remake. If you try and recast any of these characters, it's going to be a flaming disaster. That's my two cents. Mm. When we come back, we are going to be on with the amazing Dr. Ross, who we've had a lot of write-ins about. And I I do have to say to uh, the gentleman 
um, Jalen uh, or Jalon in Oakland, California, who has written in 470 times. No, I'm kidding. He's written in about 25 times. We are going to answer your question. And then later on today, we are going to be on with the amazing Ochoa boys. They're known from the Disney Channel. The youngest was in The Good Dinosaur. The oldest is actually in a television show that's being done by Nickelodeon now called Let's Dance USA. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Boland. We'll be right back after this. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you're seeking more confidence, it is time to feel good naked. Each week, host La Redman and her guest experts are here to help you be you. In order to truly be successful and happy, you need self-confidence, self-love, and self-respect. Feel Good Naked Radio will teach you how to embrace these qualities and make your life more fulfilling and meaningful. Listen live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be proud of who you really are from the inside out. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Beth Green and James Maynard, Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. And I am hiding out. I actually just had an MMA fighter friend of mine. He's uh, Jared Fjorda, phenomenal, phenomenal fighter. Um, brought me a bunch of passion fruit, which I haven't had since I was in Australia. So I'm really excited. But more exciting than that, we have the amazing Dr. Russ on the show. Dr. Russ, welcome back. Hello, Summer. Thank you. Good to be back. Hello. How are you? Have, have I cut out? Do we have Dr. Russ? I think I, think I broke the... Uh, I think I, I think I broke the radio. Again? So the, again, right? Every time, every time there's something important, and it's just Murphy's Law. We've had a guy write in from Oakland, California. Really, he's written in about 25 times, trying to get some questions answered by Dr. Russ. And today's the day we're going through his questions. So Murphy's Law, we can't get Dr. Russ. 
So our questions for this week, whenever we get a hold of Dr. Ross, um, is going to be, at what point should I get liposuction? And that is from Jalen in Oakland, California. And I have to tell you, he really has written in about 25 times asking about liposuction. But um, the other questions are more popular. He finally sent me an email and said, yeah, he really wanted... Really, really wanted to talk to Dr. Ross about that. Then we have our second question is, I've tried everything and followed every diet, but I can't lose weight. And this is my favorite. Is my erectile dysfunction caused by my excess weight? And is that part of the problem with my prostate? I don't know if prostate uh, uh, anything to do with each other. I, I don't know. Uh it's almost like we need a medical professional to answer these questions. Yeah, it's almost as if, yeah. Somebody, you know. um, guys, if we can't get Dr. Ross on, I, Ross on, I promise I will send you answers to these questions. Dr. Ross, are you there? Hello, Summer. Hi. Can you hear me now? I can. I guess we were having some technical difficulties. Yes, it was 100% at our end. I, I apologize profusely. Oh, My technical no staff was not supporting me. <laughs> so anyway, uh, how are you? We are doing really well. I had to say I was having a bit of a laugh because Jalen's written in so many times that, of course, you know, we have technical difficulties when his question comes up because he was pretty insistent um, about getting his read. So I'm going to jump straight into the questions with you. And this is from Jalen in Oakland, California. One, thank you, Jalen, for being a loyal listener and for ta for writing in so many times. I Dr. Ross Jalen wants to know at what point should he get liposuction? Is it a good idea? Is it safe? I mean, at what, at what point do you get liposuction? Well, thank you. That's, that's a, a very good question. Uh, if you feel like you might benefit uh, from removal of fat, uh, consult uh, uh, with a reputable plastic surgeon, uh, one who's skilled and experienced, of course, with liposuction, to determine the, the actual potential benefit. Uh, as your reader listeners may know, some fat is, is organ fat and uh, uh, cannot be suctioned. Uh, what, what is organ fat? Well, it's fat uh, that accumulates, for example, in the liver, uh, um, in the uh, other organs, in the omentum, omentum which is the, uh, the veil that hangs over the, uh, the organs. And... Uh, that's the fat that can't be suctioned. Uh, the uh, plastic surgeon can also talk about the cost, uh, the downtime. Does insurance and, cover it? Uh, I would say that uh, uh, to your listeners that not every liposuction procedure result is perfect. Uh, the skin can retain uh, a dimpled look. Uh, sometimes the results are even imperceptible. Uh, but I suppose sometimes they're good. Uh, I would tell the, the listener that uh, liposuction has always been for contouring, and not for weight loss. At what point should he get gastric bypass? That was another question he asked. We'll get, we'll get there next week, so I have about 40 questions from him. Um, the next question we have 
is I've tried everything and followed every diet, but I still cannot lose weight. <laughs> From Andrea in Anaheim, California. Well, uh, Andrea, uh, you're, you're a special case, uh, I would say, because uh, most people are able to lose weight by adopting uh, healthy eating habits and exercise. Uh, there are those individuals with hormonal uh, issues, genetic problems, mental health issues, uh, who need a professional uh, to help diagnose and uh, treat their conditions. Uh, cases like uh, yours are challenging, but rewarding, uh, reward, a rewarding case for the doctor and patient uh, once you've achieved the desired results. Uh, some some cases do end up being referred for bariatric surgery, uh, although I feel the same results can be found uh, without surgery. Uh, surgery uh, is regarded uh, by many as the Hail Mary play uh, because of the uh, long-term complications, the electrolyte imbalances, the vitamin deficiencies, chronic diarrhea, scarring from surgery. So if you can uh, possibly uh, lose the weight without the surgery, then, then it's preferable. Okay, um, and then that's really good advice. So what I'm hearing on these two things is uh, Jalen uh, should not get a plastic surgeon from the penny saver, and Andrea should call Dr. Russ in Palm Springs, California. That's, that's what I'm hearing from those two. The last question is, is my erectile dysfunction caused by my excess weight? Is that part of the problem with my prostate? From Anonymous in Canoga, C Canoga Park, Cano Cano I don't know how to pronounce that, Canoga Park, Park, I think, Canoga Park, California. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a funny name, Anonymous. Uh, <laughs> yes, <I understand>. he was. <laughs> uh, well, uh, erectile dysfunction... Uh, is uh, defined as trouble getting an erection, trouble keeping an erection, and reduced sexual desire. Uh, the uh, uh, problem is usually addressed by the family doctor. It's a good place to start. Um, uh, you should especially see your doctor if you have diabetes, heart disease, uh, or other symptoms along with erectile dysfunction. Uh, the causes uh, of uh, erectile dysfunction uh, um, involve a very complicated uh, process. We, we talked about how uh, uh, the uh, menstrual cycle is a uh, very complicated process. Uh, Process and, and male sexual arousal is uh, is much the same thing. It involves the brain's hormones, emotions, nerves, muscles, blood vessels. Uh, it can result from any of these sorts of problems. And uh, the uh, listener didn't ask about treatment, but uh, the the treatment. Uh, goes along with uh, the cause uh, or the risk factors. Uh, 
the listener alluded to prostate problems and uh, uh, certainly uh, uh, the prostate uh, can lead to uh, uh, disorders of the prostate can be associated with erectile dysfunction. We'd have to look at the uh, the case uh, individually, but uh, not only uh, can certain things cause erectile dysfunction, but erectile dysfunction can lead to uh, an unsatisfactory sex life, stress and anxiety, low self-esteem, relationship problems, and uh, of course the inability to get your uh, partner pregnant. So. Uh, I think the best place to start is with his, uh, with Anonymous's uh, family doctor. So he needs to go to his family doctor. I'd say it's a great form of birth control, but it sounds like there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on there. So um, I don't think that would be very effective. So Anonymous, go check with your doctor. Um, Dr. Russ, thank you so much. And I know we have... Um, you very, very kindly giving a book away to one of our questions today. Who would you like to give the book to? I, I like the liposuction uh, question, uh, Jalen's question from Oakland. Okay, Jalen. <laughs> Courtesy of Dr. Russ, we are going to be sending you a copy of the Palm Springs Diet. It's a great way to get healthy, lose weight, and maybe you won't need that liposuction after all. And again, thank you for being a loyal listener. If you guys want your own copy of the Palm Springs Diet, you can go to kennethrustmd.com. You can go to authorhouse.com or amazon.com and get yourselves a copy of the Palm Springs Diet. Get yourself thin, fit, happy, sexy, and healthy. Dr. Russ, thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome, Summer. And I look forward to having you on again next week. You gave me a great spray, and I'd love to talk about that next week. And I'm going to tell everyone listening, there's some great products coming out. So hold your breath. We'll talk about it next week. Dr. Russ, thank you so much. You're welcome, Summer. Goodbye, Paul. Goodbye. Guys, right after this, we are going to be on with the Ochoa Boys. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with Paul Michael Bolin. This is Behind the Scenes. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Do the adventures of Indiana Jones leave you curious about this exotic and unusual profession? If so, don't miss Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology with Dr. Joseph Schuldenrein. You'll learn about forensics, ancient civilizations, and human origins. Listen to Dr. Schuldenrein and colleagues discuss their excavations and related archaeological topics, ranging from the unique to the sublime, and yes, even the mundane. Indiana Jones, Myth, Reality, and 21st Century Archaeology, live Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Variety. Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Taramino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. 
From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and I am very, very excited. We have on one of my favorite groups today, some of my favorite people, starting at the Disney Channel. I know the youngest was in The Good Dinosaur, and the oldest is now in a show that was just picked up by Nickelodeon. I'd love to welcome the Ochoa Boys. You guys there? Hello. You there? What's up? Hey, welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having us back. I thought there was a big old crowd cheer. That's what it sounded like. Well, there's always a crowd cheering when you guys are around. So I want to ask you, I, I, I know you're all doing different things. I'd love for you guys to each say your names and give us a quick update on what you're doing now. Well, just real quick, do you actually have our little brother on this? Because he actually is he's somewhere else. It's just the three of us boys and our other brother is somewhere else. So I don't know if you got hey, his phone call as well. He's supposed to be there. Is he there, Matt? Can you hear me? There he oh, is. He is there. Yeah, we hear Yeah. Oh, this is how, yep, okay, this is how crazy our lifestyle favorite. is. We're all in different areas. What's up, boy? Well, you got it. <laughs> well, I understand that one. So, guys, just c- kind of shoot off your names. Tell everyone a little bit about what you're doing these days and where you started. And let's go from oldest to youngest, just to keep things clear. Oh, I like that. Hmm. All right. Um, so, I'm Rick. I'm the oldest. And um, as she said... Uh, you know, recently, which is so awesome. I guess I'm going to be on the new Nickelodeon show, so I'm really excited about that. Um, uh, I'm in a music group with the four brothers, or the three other brothers. I'm the leader of the group. Oh, God, and, here we go. <laughs> and um, I'm, also, uh, I, I'm also an artistic person, so I just graduated from college, so I'm an animation major. Um, uh, I do, you know, website. I do all this stuff. I'm more the creative, so I do, like, all of, you know, our website stuff. I do everything for us. So anything, a lot of the creative stuff, I do a lot of writing. So we do, like, uh, you know, writing shorts and all that stuff as well as, you know, pitching the TV networks as well. So, but, yeah, the music right now, we just did a song right now, which I know Ryan will tell you more about for a, a movie. So that's where I'm at right now. Hey, Ryan. Sounds exciting. Okay, and, and uh, I'm Ryan. Um, I'm I'm the real leader of the Joe Boys. 
Uh. I'm the funniest. I'm the funniest one. Uh, just kidding, kind of. But um, I actually just finished. Well, you know, we not only you know, I mean, everyone knows we do music and and acting, and we're always dabbling in anything we can get our hands on at the moment. But uh, you know, if it's not music, it's acting. And I just finished uh, shooting a film uh, a few weeks ago. It's called The Samuel Project. It stars uh, Hal Linden, Matteo Arias, myself, Ken Davidian. So it's an awesome cast. The movie was great. Um, it's going to be going to like a bunch of like your top film festivals and stuff. So we're all really excited about that. And uh, Ricky mentioned about a song. We actually did a song for the movie Me and the Boys. Um, it's uh, should I say the name? Yeah. It's called Party in the Street, and uh, it's going to be featured in the movie, which is really cool. Um, so we actually had to do it, record it before we even started filming because I had to, you know, I'm not going to say how, but it's actually in the movie. So, uh, that was really cool. And, uh, now I'm actually just getting ready to shoot a bunch of, uh, like of my own content, not only just with the, with the boys, you know, some new music videos possibly, but, uh, also some other stuff that I've just like kind of want to do on my own because I have my own equipment and, uh, you know, I'm getting to that age where I'm starting to get even more interested in that type of stuff. So, always doing something. Sounds awesome. All right. All right, Robert. Uh, where's, where's my next brother? Yeah, I'm, right. I'm Robert. I go I go by Bobby, but um, Bobby Boucher, Bobby Boucher. But um, hmm. but yeah. So so I am the middle child. We have a little sister, so it puts me right in the middle. Um. But yeah, so you know, we're we're obviously on a music group together and uh and we actually just signed on to a show. Um it's called it's called the it's the Strawberry Festival, if you guys have heard of it. Um so we're gonna be doing that on the twenty seventh um of of May, yep, twenty um, seventh of May. And then um I and then next next month as well I'm actually, you know, finishing up school myself. I'm I'm graduating this year, so pretty excited about that. Um, yeah. Fantastic. And last but not least. Okay, now we have the real leader of the group. My name is um, Raymond. Uh, um, well, actually, I won't even say I'm the leader because they know that. I don't need to say it. But, uh, um, <laughs> no, no sibling rivalry here. Yeah. None whatsoever. Let him speak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the youngest. Uh, right now, currently, I just wrapped a video game called The Walking Dead. The, I just read that the next episode of the game comes out next week, which I'm excited. I'll be playing that. Um, but uh, I also am I'm, I'm in the group, so we, I'm getting ready for the show. All of us are getting ready for the show. And right, I'm just working on my next opportunity, whatever comes next. Like That's why I'm not with the boys right now. I'm just uh, grinding and trying to be the best person and find my next job. Yeah, so just a little thing called The Walking Dead that nobody's heard of. <laughs> well, it's the video yeah, game. What is that? I, I, it might telltale. I mean, it, I'm, pr- I'm very proud of the game. Very proud of it. Well, I is think everyone will have to check that out. And, of course, it is part of the uh, Walking Dead, so I have no doubt that that is going to get out there. Now, we have, you know, we, we're live on Twitter, and we have people write in. I'm not going to take a lot of questions. I will take a few. Um, but I'd like to ask each of you, do you like being in the business? I know that sounds funny, but you guys got in young, you got in as a family group, and obviously as you're going, you guys are getting further and further into different parts of the industry and are clearly on your way to taking over the whole damn thing. Um, do, you, do you boys like doing it? 
Uh, I'll go first. Um, like I said, I, I like being creative and having a vision and just being creative from, you know, acting choices to, you know, creating characters as well as seeing stuff on screen and, and making it come alive. That's why I chose to be an actual animation major because it all falls in the same, in the film industry and all. It's just something new that a lot of people, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm an actor or I do music. Well, I do it all as well as I'm an animator and all this stuff. And I just, I love, you know, I'm literally thinking 24-7. I, I think I, I'm thinking while I'm sleeping as well. Like, it's it's that crazy. So I absolutely love it. I actually well. can agree. All right. Hey, Ryan, I'll go. I'll go. Can I go? <laughs> I yeah, just like listening ahead. to them. All right, all right, cool. Um, I'll, I'll answer for myself, I, but, I, okay, so about, in our family, we have probably the most supportive parents ever. I'm sitting uh, next yes, to my mom as she's driving yeah, me home I, from L.A. <laughs> um, but it, they, they don't force us to do anything. Like, if we didn't want to do this, they would be proud of us and they would support us in anything we did, no matter what. Like, if I, I know if I went to, to public high school... I would want to be a football player. If I wasn't an actor, I'd want to be uh, playing football. Um, well, I can, you know, probably I'm, be the leader of the team, just like I'm the leader of the group. I'm going to cut in and say, yeah. I met your dad. He is definitely a very supportive human being and a very kind human being. So I can, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we have supportive parents. So if, if I, I love this. I love the industry that I'm in. I love being an actor. I love being in the music group. But yeah, yeah so yes, yeah, to answer your question, I love being in the business. All right. What's the best so part that, and the worst part? Oh, uh, I'll, I'll I'll answer that because it's kind of it, it was kind of going to go with my first with the first question. So I, like I feel like you know, aside from what they said, like everyone knows. I agree with what they said, but also I just feel like the business is like a part of me, you know, like it's just who I am. Like it, it's, I don't picture myself doing anything else. Like I don't want to be doing anything else. Now it's just become, it's just become my life, you know, like in a positive way, not like in a, like a, Oh, it's my life type of thing. Like I can't do anything else. Like, it's just like, this is what I want to be doing. Um, but you know, and the reason that I feel like, it's also a part of me is like what you said is it's everything's not so like, you know, extravagant and, and fabulous as everyone thinks because there is so many struggles with what, with what we do. And, and, uh, you know, it, it, it makes us all men, you know, it, it makes us all, you know, human beings and people and going through hard times and having to get through stuff like that. And, and, uh, but you, you, Ricky wants to, well, I was going to answer that. What he said about it is, you know, it, Everybody thinks like the entertainment business is, is the glamour life, and it is once you make it. But really, behind the you know the scenes, it's it's not. It's literally a lot of hard work. If you you, you, you know striving yeah. to get there, all the way to even if you get something, that's not the end because you know you're not promised something more out of it, or it may be one thing you finally and it's just you know and it's more no no's than it is yeses, and it's heart wrenching. They always say the starving actor or you know entertainment. It's, it's, you know, it's literally could crush your dreams, you know, if you don't have the, you know, the right drive and all that and motivation. So it really is if, you know, and that's why we're so thankful for our parents as well as, you know, it's cool being a family because we're able there to be there for each other. And go I, through I, it all I, I totally get that. The, uh, it, it can be a, a very, very brutal business and it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. 
Do you guys think that people see you as the Ochoa boys or do you feel they see you as individuals? Because I know I talk to a lot of people that know one of you or two of you or all of you, but you guys have a pretty big fan base. Do they see you as individuals or just as the collective? Bobby, you want to answer that? I figure. Well, I mean, that's, um, that's kind of like, that's kind of like a, like a, well, here's that question. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about it. If you, it, most importantly, we, we look at Ryan when we, when you ask that question really, because, you know, our, our group, like our foundation of our group really started from, from Ryan's fan base of his Disney show. Like Ryan actually, you know, that kind of gave us like a, I don't know, boost. Uh, yeah, like, an like, yeah, like, an, like an edge, like a, yeah, like a boost when we started our group. And that's kind of why we started it. You know, like we wanted to do something together. Ryan was, you know, Ryan's known everywhere. It's like as an individual and it's like, we wanted to share that within our family, you know? And it's like, um, so I, I don't know how to explain that, but obviously we know like Ryan being on Disney, it's, it's a whole different fan base than like our music group. And, um, I don't know. I don't I'll answer. I, I can answer that for you real quick. Real, if you're in the acting business, one thing that you'll learn or entertain business is a lot of it has to do with like who you know most of the time. Well, in yeah. our case, we got lucky. We have a brother that actually worked hard and he got there and he got that opportunity. And then we, he, he wanted to share it with us. So, and, you know, luckily it's not all the time you have family members that all like either share the same talents or more, but, I think each one of us, how you were saying, um, we all have our own strengths in different things, but they always say when we come together, they call us like a force, and it really is. Yes. So when they say the Ochoa Boys, because we're all doing different stuff, it, they've heard our name somewhere, you know, in, in some outlet or somewhere. Yeah, exactly, which is why, like, I think now, even when, like, you know, they were kind of saying, uh, talking about me, which is really cool, but even when I go places now, people always ask me, like, oh, how are your brothers? Or, oh, how are the Ochoa boys? Yeah. You know, we've, we've started something, you know. Now it's, like, starting to grow. Now it's not just, like, oh, Ryan, you know, how was it being on, you know, how was it being on your show? It's, oh, Ryan, how's, how's the Ochoa boys? Or what are, what are the Ochoa boys doing? Which is exactly what we were aiming for, you know? I think it's wonderful that you guys have stepped in as a family and share because there is such rivalry in Hollywood um, you boys really are something that I talk about when I talk to especially young actors and young musicians who want to get into this industry. Uh, you boys are the benchmark. You don't get into the trouble that a lot of the young singers do, and I'm about to ask you a very controversial question, um, but I do think you're a phenomenal example because you share your success amongst yourselves, and I'm sure you have some rivalry, but it's definitely not public. I know, I've looked. Um what do you think about the sense of entitlement the young guys that haven't put the work in that you have, have coming up in this industry? Because for those that don't know, these boys, you have no idea how hard they've worked to get where they are and to get the fan base that they've gotten. They've got a very loyal fan base, but they've worked damn hard for it. Well, how, do you feel? Okay. how do you feel about that? Well, I mean... It's obviously, yeah, it's, it's disturbing, and it, you know, it hits us, especially when there's hard times or something we really want, it doesn't happen. And, you know, we know close friends that, you know, we've been doing this for over, way over 10 years, even more, probably like 12, pushing on 15 years, and we have friends that just, you know, at the right place at the right time, you know, and they literally, one time, they've dropped everything and moved from somewhere else, 
and we're living, you know, closer to L.A. and, you know, striving. Yeah, we've had success, but, you know, it's hard. And then people that blow it and, you know, and it's just like really hiding your palm in your hands and it's like we're striving hard. But you know what? It's, it's shaped who we are. And when it, you know, is at a point where we can't be stopped, it, we're going to appreciate it so much more as well as we're not going to take advantage of it. You know, that's just how we are as a family. That's with our religion, everything, you know, it's just like, we're so appreciative of everything we get, which is what also I, like when you, were, when you were talking about, like when you were talking about us, like as a group and as brothers, and I was like, and how close we are right before you asked this question, I was going to say like, little does everybody know, like exactly how much like we really do together. Like, People know that we're close, and it's like, but even, like, today, like, Ricky comes to all of us to, to ask us our opinion on, on what he's doing. Like, it's literally, even even the littlest things, people don't know, like, how close we are and how much we appreciate our opinions and our thoughts and what we're creating together, whether it's something really big or whether it's something really small, as in, you know, a photo that we're doing as the Ochoa Boys or something like that. Like, everything is a, is a collaboration within us. Yeah, and I think most importantly, you know, like, you're, you're talking, you're asking about other people, but honestly, we don't really, we don't really look and, and really care about what other people do in this business. It's like, you know, um, you know, everyone has their own careers, their own success, you know, their own failures, everyone, everyone's going through their own things. But, um, you know, we just like sticking to our own things, and most importantly, like family and and our faith, we're really we're really spiritual and very um very faith based, and that's like you know as long as we stick together as as, um, as our family and and do our things, we know everything will work out in the end. You know. Do you agree? Do you agree? Ray, would you fall asleep? <laughs> I I think well, that's I was, I was going to say. Look at it. Uh, you were asking you know what we think like what I okay so what I think is I think ever you know everyone can be lucky you know someone can get lucky and succeed right I don't mind that you know I don't mind if that happens. What I do mind is that, that people that take advantage of it, if they get to that top and, you know, they think they're better than everyone else, but if they get to that, you know, high place and they respect and they're still the same person as if they were nobody, that's the people that I respect. I can't stand the ones that are, you know, that reach that top level and think they're better than everyone else. That's the people I, that get to me. Other than that, I, if you if you are, are so grounded at that point, that's the people that I, I have no... I have. I don't mind if they get there. I'm like, hey, good for you. That's what I think. I agree with you completely. And the plus is at least the people that go up there and act like bastards have a nice long fall right back down. Um, I yeah, will yeah. ask you, sorry, that's, that's just my opinion on the not so nices. You guys <laughs> obviously are each other's biggest cheerleaders. And a lot of people coming into this industry don't have that support. What would you say to the young guys that are coming in this industry and want the kind of career that you boys have had and to be able to to reach out to their fan base the way you have? Because you have a loyal fan base, but clearly, I mean, you are each other's biggest fans. What would you do yeah, tell I, people that want to be you? Well, I would say just from... Here's a bird just watching from a, uh, even outside or watching my brother Ryan. You know, we always put this quote out, dream, wish, believe. Well, if you don't believe yep. in what you're, what you're selling or what you're telling your people or what you're, you know, you're trying to give out the message, then that doesn't mean anything. Like Ryan, when he was on his show, he was the biggest fan of himself, you know, and not uh, of his show, <laughs> not, not of himself, of his, of his show. I, I understand, yeah. And he, like, you know, he was the biggest supporter. Some people just do something, they're doing it for the paycheck or they're doing whatever. 
But Ryan literally loved being on his show. He watched every one of his episodes. And a lot of people we talked to, not saying you have to, because maybe you don't feel comfortable watching yourself back or you feel embarrassed. But you know what? That's another thing, too. You want to be the best. You've got to watch yourself and critique yourself and learn and, you know, do mistakes. And just be true to yourself and honest and be true with everybody else, you know, as, as well as your fans, you know. And be respectful, you know. Like, we appreciate every time. Like, we just did a basketball uh, celebrity charity thing the other day, and we had a bunch of fans come out and see us just to watch us play basketball. And it's like, that's the coolest thing, you know, just to, you know, support us. Just take time out of their day to, you know, support. I, they, everybody has their own life no matter what. But the fact that they want to do something because we say it, you know, it's not like we have all the time in the world that we can go to every other person's thing as well. But the fact that they want to, it's like we're we're still appreciative of every moment like that, you know. We have yeah. about four minutes until we close. Can you guys each tell us where we can find you as a group and as individuals? If we want to track you down, if we want to stalk you, if we want to become part of your fan base, where can we find you? Bobby's good at this. Bobby's about to nail a lot of it. Well, as a group, uh, I'll say as a group first, Ochoa Boys, O-C-H-O-A-B-O-Y-Z. We got our website. We got our website, ochoaboys.com. Um, our YouTube, you can check out our YouTube. It's all, everything's Ochoa Boys. With a Z. With a Z. Ochoa Boys with a Z. Then my personal is Robert Ochoa 125 and um, everyone's on Snapchat these days, so Bobby Boucher 25. And mine's Rick Ochoa 21, Twitter and Instagram. Another thing for all of us, is if you really want to see how we are in the day, we, we broadcast a lot. So come on, you can see us straight up as people. We're totally chill, and we just hang out and talk to people all the time. Yeah, we broadcast on on uh, LiveMe and on uh, Instagram sometimes, but uh, mainly on LiveMe. Mine is, uh, my Twitter and Instagram is at Ryan Ochoa. My, uh, my YouTube, which I don't really post because I, we mainly use Ochoa with YouTube because... That's pretty much everything like that we're doing together. Um, my YouTube is one crazy Rai which is the same as my Facebook. But then my Snapchat is the one crazy Rai I wish everything could have been the same, but you know, I thought I was uh, I thought I was too cool to join everything, and then I I jumped on the bandwagon, and I everyone had taken my name. <laughs> so hey Raymond, yes. Um, you can you can give uh, my Instagram, my Twitter, and my Snapchat are all the same. It's all Raymond Ochoa twelve. So is my live me. Basically, if you want to find me, just look up Raymond Ochoa twelve. Yes, I like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to say to you guys, we have about two minutes left. Thank you so much for being on. But more than that, thank you for being such wonderful people in this industry and such a wonderful example, not only to your fan base, but to other aspiring musicians and actors and people that want to be in this industry. Uh, there has been such a bad rap on, you know, young people in this. I say young people, I'm like 30. You guys aren't that much younger than me, but let's just go with anyone under 25. Like there's been such a bad rap for people in this industry and especially for the young guys and you guys have been so different and I don't know if it's because of your faith I don't know if it's because of your family or if I don't know if it's just who you guys are but you've been wonderful examples to people in this industry and people that want to get in this industry so I do want to say thank you there when is your next uh, single coming out when is your next album coming out where can people go hear that well we actually have uh, we have two songs on iTunes from our new album, uh, Freak uh, Freak, and Hey What's Up are on iTunes. So you can get that. We just released uh, 
a feature with our, with RNS Beats, our producer, on our SoundCloud, which is Ochoa Boys. It's called Player Two. So go check those out. And, uh, I mean, on our website and our Twitter and Instagram, we're pretty much announcing everything we're doing. Stuff comes up overnight, like we had the Celebrity Basketball Game. There's always ways to come see us. And we have um, a big show coming out, like we said, the Strawberry Festival on May 27th. And at Garden Grove, May 27th. So, Guys, if you get a chance, yeah. go see the boys. They really are oh, great. Absolutely. And they, you know, my last thing I just want to say, we've all, like, all of us boys, we've had so many ups and downs over the past, you know, 15 years in the business. And one moment you can be on top, one moment you can be on bottom. Just keep going. That's, that's my message to everybody, you know, because there's going to be moments where you're going to need to do stuff yourself or, you know, uh, you're going to be at the top and you, you know, just, just be true to yourself and just keep going. That's my message to you. And have fun. I like that. You, you boys really are inspirational. I want to say again, thank you so much for being on the show, guys. Is there well, anything? Thank you. Anytime. Anytime. Thank you. Guys, thank you so much. I'm going to say thank you, Paul, of course, for co-hosting. Those boys are some of my favorite people, and I promise you one day they're going to take over Hollywood. I'm Summer Helene. This was Behind the Scenes. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.